0: Bringing you the latest in tax credit news, this is Tax Credit Tuesday with your host, Michael Novogratik. Hello, I'm Michael Novogratik, and this is Tax Credit Tuesday. Today is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2021. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about a very timely topic, social impact. Companies are taking a closer look in this day and age as how they affect society and the world at large, and more importantly, what they can do to create greater positive change. They're looking not only at traditional metrics like job creation and economic output, but also at other very important considerations like diversity, equity, inclusion, and environmental impact. Today's topic is particularly timely with February being Black History Month. Now joining me today is Amy Hook. Amy is Chief Social Impact Officer. As the head of Novogradic's new social impact office, she helps identify and address opportunities for Novogradic to advance meaningful social and environmental initiatives. She's also working on developing a suite of social impact services that we'll make available to clients in the near future. We'll discuss that in more detail today. Now, some of our listeners, maybe many of our listeners, may have worked with Amy in the past. She's been active in the affordable housing and community development space for over a decade. Before joining Novogratic, Amy was the Senior Vice President and Head of Corporate, Environmental, and Social governance at Regents Bank. She was also the Vice President of Environmental Risk and Sustainability at SunTrust Bank. Prior to that... She was at ICF and Enterprise Community Partners, working with HUD and the Department of Energy on affordable housing and environmental sustainability programs. I think that that breadth of experience gives Amy a great perspective on social impact issues and opportunities, and we're really excited that she's with Novogradic. And we'll break down our discussion today on social impact into two parts. We're going to go from a macro level to a micro level. First, we're going to talk about what social impact is and why it matters on a broader level. Then, we'll discuss social impact opportunities and considerations, more specifically for our Tax Credit Tuesday audience, those who work in affordable housing, community development, historic preservation, and renewable energy. We have a lot of interesting ground to cover today, so if you're ready, let's get started. Amy, welcome to Tax Credit Tuesday. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today.
1: Thanks, Mike, it's my pleasure to be here.
0: Now, there are a lot of different ways to define and interpret social impact. Why don't we start the podcast with you sharing your definition?
1: So I define social impact as how a company manages risks and embraces opportunities related to economic, social, and environmental topics. Basically, I look at social impact as how a company affects the planet and the people who live on it. That definition is intentionally broad because social impact has so many different interconnected factors. I have a background in real estate development. I've seen firsthand how a single development can create jobs, housing, and opportunities for a community. Now take that single development and leverage that into more investments in the community. You'll see those economic, social, and environmental impacts have a ripple effect. That's why it's important for companies to understand those effects and to be intentional about them.
0: Now, you've worked in the social impact space for many years, so I'm sure you've seen some changes uh, over those years. So what kind of changes and approach to social impact have you seen?
1: I have. It's been um, dramatic growth and focus on social impact as a whole over the past few years. Social impact is going to change over time based on what's happening in our society. Just in the past year alone, we've seen COVID and unprecedented unprecedented pandemic and businesses having to work with employees and, and with customers on how to continue business during this pandemic. The killings of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd on top of the others that preceded them in the years before. But the idea behind social impact is if you've got a social impact governance foundation built, your programming can shift over time to respond to how society is moving. So
0: with that, what kind of changes are you seeing on the renewed, expanded focus on social
1: impact? I think everybody's probably aware of this, but socially, we've seen generational shifts with younger generations becoming very focused on social and environmental causes and choosing to work for companies that align with their own views. Uh, there was a recent Forbes article that I saw it had a statistic saying that 79% of millennials are loyal to companies that care about their effect on society. So we've also seen a diversification in our country. I mean, it's a continued diversification, right? So changing racial and cultural demographics, more people being willing and and really wanting to be vocal about their sexual orientation and gender identity. In the business world, things are changing too. In 2019, you had the Business Roundtable redefine the purpose of a corporation to include social impact factors like investing in employees and supporting communities. Over the past few years, institutional investors have become very focused on if and how publicly held companies approach environmental and social governance. These institutional investors have, they've performed research and that research is telling them that companies who do focus on environmental and social governance and actually incorporate it into their strategy instead of having it as kind of a one-off standalone program, uh, perform better during difficult times. We can look at COVID as an example of that the CEO of State Street Global Advisors, one of the largest institutional investors in the world, released his letter on uh, State Street's 2021 proxy voting agenda. The entire letter is focused on social and environmental governance topics. So ranging from like the importance of incorporating ESG into corporate strategy and the resilience of ESG aware companies, it touched on climate change and, and racial and ethnic diversity. But for me, what stood out in that letter was that State Street already has research showing that companies with strong ESG characteristics responded better to COVID and experienced less negative stock returns.
0: So you've described some of the sort of renewed focus and shifts within society and the business world focusing on ESG. So how has that impacted? What are you seeing from a policy perspective?
1: So from a policy perspective, in 2019, Elizabeth Warren introduced a bill that would require every public company to disclose their climate related risks. This was around the same time the San Francisco Federal Reserve warned of systemic climate risks in their financial stability report. We've also seen kind of there's growing pressure on the SEC because of the pandemic and the social justice and social equity issues of 2020 to adopt regulations to standardize ESG disclosures, which is very similar to the content of Elizabeth Warren's bill. I think we'll see the Biden administration push the SEC in this direction.
0: Yeah, it definitely seems like the role and obligations of individual organizations to disclose, report, and engage in more ESG efforts, you know, is the continuing wave of the future. And that's a good thing. So we've talked about social impact and why it matters on a global level and how it's making its way within a number of companies. Now let's take a deeper dive into social impact at the organizational level. And this is an area that I think is a particularly important and an area of focus for our listeners in terms of one of the reasons, one of the benefits to listening to this podcast. Many of our listeners operate with double or triple bottom lines. They don't only measure their fiscal performance, but they take steps, active steps to make positive changes for their communities and the people who live in them. And some of our, maybe many of our listeners may already have a social impact strategy. Some might have of informal social impact benchmarks they try to achieve. Mm-hmm. If you could take a moment and talk more about creating governance of an organization to support organizational social impact goals.
1: There are so many benefits for organizations who focus on social impact and then al- align their social impact work with their organizational strategies. The greatest benefit, and kind of the, I would say the overarching benefit for an organization, is that you're going to create longer, or excuse me, greater long-term value. You know, we previously touched on that organizations should be able to respond to issues in society a little bit faster, more comprehensively, and they're also going to be able to financially weather the downtimes. A a little bit better but the benefits that we've not already discussed include you'll see an increase in employee engagement and satisfaction you'll see better recruitment potential because you're being more transparent about how the how the organization is responding to these risks and opportunities right you'll see improved relationships with other stakeholders like clients and your suppliers and community partners that that you're you're doing your community engagement work with and i also think that social impact can provide some internal connectivity that may not already exists in the organization.
0: That's a great summary of the the various benefits to organizations. We've definitely seen a lot of that here at Novogratik, uh, particularly since we expanded our focus on social impact. So for our listeners who say, this is great, (laughs) we may not have one, or we want to further develop a social impact strategy. What's a good place? Where should they start?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would suggest starting with a materiality assessment. Uh, it's, it's definitely a process, but in very basic terms, um, I don't want to get too bogged down since we have a limited amount of time here. But in very basic terms, it's talking to your stakeholders, both internal stakeholders and external stakeholders, about issues that influence their decisions and where they feel the organization can have the greatest impact. So materiality, what is materiality? It depends on the company itself. So even organizations in the same industry can have different areas of focus. Not all accounting firms are the same. Not all community development organizations are going to be the same. So, for example, if you're a large international retailer, responsible supply chain is going to be an important material topic for you to focus on. Another example, if you're a professional services firm, you're going to want to focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion because of the value that that diverse perspective brings to your clients.
0: Now, you've had several projects you're working on right now, uh, including developing social impact services that we had never graduated going to be able to offer to our clients in the near future. If you could share for our listeners what you're working on uh, right now with respect to that.
1: So with Novogradic's expertise in accounting and consulting, I think the firm is uniquely positioned to provide guidance and analysis that could be really useful to clients in a social impact context. So for example, we're looking at ways Novogradic can connect program-specific impacts with larger scale social impact frameworks. This type of report can be useful in a variety of ways, such as when you're applying for funding. I'm currently working with Blair Kintzer, um, a partner in Novogradics valuation group, to assist the impact analysis that Novigradic performs for CDE clients applying for New Markets Tax Credit Allocation Authority. That's just one example. We're also looking at social impact measurement for the low-income housing tax credit and opportunity zones, historic tax credit, and renewable energy tax credits. In terms of the work that we are doing and our clients are doing, this is about what are the metrics that you need to track over time to show your growth in this space. So with renewable tax credits, we'd probably want to start tracking Metrics like the new megawatts, the, the amount of new megawatts developed, the megawatt hours of electricity produced and total development costs, just as some examples of metrics but all of these data points help tell a larger story of impact. And ultimately, this information can be used in a variety of ways. You can use the information to apply for additional financing. You can track your organization's progress, and you can keep your stakeholders informed. Other services that Novogradic can offer uh, focus more on social impact governance and program creation. It's a little bit of what we talked about previously in in, in the podcast. So we can help an organization create their social impact strategy and goals, and we can also help create those resulting programs. Like, How are you going to achieve those goals? How are you going to implement your strategy? What are the programs you need to support that? We can perform materiality assessments and help with determining what impact data organizations should be collecting. And we can also help produce social impact reporting and assist with framework alignment. There are all these social impact frameworks out there that we can align to your reporting. So those are just some of the services that we're planning on offering.
0: Amy, as you know, and as we discussed earlier, a large number of never clients are community development organizations. Their very name of the organization itself says, you know, we're focused on social impact, but they also have some unique opportunities that many other organizations may not have. Maybe share with our listeners some of the unique opportunities that community development organizations have to have greater social impact.
1: Community development organizations have unique opportunities in the social impact space because the work we do on a daily basis is creating social impact, right? We're already positively contributing or at least trying to. And a part of that social impact work is creating processes to measure that work so that you're speaking a common language with the larger environmental and social governance arena. It's really important. To remember, as we've already discussed that social impact is based on those topics that are material to the organization. So social impact is about so much more than the work that we as community development organizations focus on daily in the communities we serve. Social impact programming also touches on internal topics like human resources and risk and supply chain, and then also other external facing topics like volunteerism. Outside of business deals, what else can we do? How can we contribute? I'm personally very excited to see more community development organizations really take a holistic look at social impact because I think through some really creative partnerships outside of the ones we utilize through business deals and gain through business deals, we could make a significant dent in some of the largest social issues we're facing as a country. We have the knowledge and we have the operational resources. What can we all create.
0: That's a great summary as well, Amy. I appreciate you uh, sharing all of that. Unfortunately, we only have a limited amount of time, so I'll have to bring uh, the podcast to a close. But I want to, for our listeners, or first of all, to you, thank you, Amy, for joining us. First of all, thank you for joining Novogratic more broadly. And thank you for joining the podcast today, more specifically.
1: Thank you. I'm thrilled to be here.
0: Now, as Amy mentioned, Novogratic is working on developing social impact services for clients. And we'll be tailoring those services for each company's unique needs and goals, focusing on the various uh, industries and communities in which we operate, and then further tailoring it to individual company and organizational needs. Uh, in the interim, if you have any specific questions or requests or observations to share with Amy, please reach out to her. Her email is amy.hook at novaco.com. That's A-M-Y, period, H-O-O-K, at novaco.com. I'll also include her email in today's show notes. Those show notes will be available at www.novaco.com slash podcast. Or if you just Google tax credit Tuesday, Amy Novogradic, it'll probably take you there. And you can also read more about social impact in the coming issue of the Novigrad Journal of Tax Credits. Our next issue is entitled Social and Economic Impacts, and that's what the issue will be about. It's available in print, as well as through the NovoCo Nose app that you can get on the Apple, Apple App Store. I'll also include a journal subscription link in today's show notes. I do, before we close, want to share next week's podcast, what the topic's going to be. I'm excited to be joined next week by Novogratix's own Mark Shelburne and Stephanie Nockin. They're going to discuss what you need to know about emergency rental assistance funding. The recently $25 billion was made available for rental assistance funding throughout the nation. During the podcast next week, we're going to discuss how individual property owners can calculate the amounts are, that are eligible, the rental amounts that are eligible for reimbursement, as well as special compliance considerations, rental properties will not want to overlook. So if you're an investor in rental properties, if you're a property manager, if you're a developer, you'll be very interested in this podcast. There's a lot of back rent, a lot of unpaid rent, and many tenants that are challenged because of COVID-19. And this is an opportunity for the government to provide assistance for those tenants to make up for back rent and and further allow them to continue to live in the units that they occupy. Now, you can make sure that you're notified as soon as that episode is available, as well as future episodes, by subscribing to the Tax Tuesday podcast. Just simply go to www.novaco.com slash podcast to stream the show directly from our website. You can also subscribe to Tax Tuesday on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Radio Public. That's it for now. I'm Michael Novogratik. Thanks for listening. This weekly podcast has been brought to you by Novogradic and Company, LLP. Archived podcasts are available online at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast or by subscribing to the Tax Credit Tuesday podcast in iTunes. You can find related links referenced in this podcast in our show notes at www.novaco.com forward slash podcast.